Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. What up, Six Figure fam? I hope you are doing well. Wherever you are listening right now, I hope you are healthy and happy, and I'm really excited to hear for you to hear the interview that is about to play. I assume since you are playing this right now, you want to learn a little something, something about leadership, and I'm about to deliver. Well, I'm really not. Josh Coates is about to deliver because he is a leadership expert. I don't know if he even calls himself that, but he should because he literally wrote a book on it. And let me tell you, this interview that you are about to hear is fire. All right. So it was a really unique situation. First of all, this interview was recorded in February. So it's been a while. I've just had episodes kind of logged, which is nice. And, um, Anyway, I'm just now getting around to filming the intro, but we recorded this in February and Josh has a podcast also. So we were going to do a podcast swap and we decided like, why not just knock out both interviews back to back? And I'm not going to lie, you know, film, I've never filmed two podcast episodes back to back. That's not really how I work. But I was open to the idea, but I wasn't really sure how that was going to go because I had never talked to this man before in my entire life and then to sit down for two hours and create conversation for the first time. You just never know how that's going to go. And I have to say, I walked away so energized and fired up. He really knows what he's talking about, so much so that... I wanted to hire him as my own coach on the spot, and that is a true story. And it's not the right time to work together right now, but I truly, fully believe that at some point we will work together in some capacity, and he's that good. Like, I just, like my first conversation, I after we got done recording, I was like, okay, are you taking clients? Because he just, he blew me away. So I'm really excited for you to hear what he has to say and all of his wisdom. But really quickly, here's a little bit about Josh Coates. He is a high energy, no excuses, no BS motivational speaker and business coach. So he's a certified life coach, but more commonly goes by push coach to create immediate urgency and expectation from his clients. After making only two sales, that's two, one, two, in his entire first year as a life coach, he didn't give up. He went to social media and created a brand and following that eventually allowed him to walk away from his day job in year two. And since then, he has grown a one-on-one waiting list of over 100 people. He trains hundreds of people a month in online training groups, and he travels the country to speak for events and retreats. Josh's mission is to push entrepreneurs to reach their full potential. He constantly challenges his clients to get over their excuses, push past their fears, and stick to the simple things that will grow their business with time. Josh is also the number one best-selling author of F leadership, and that is F star, 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 star leadership and host of your push coach, a podcast that takes you behind the curtain for one-on-one coaching sessions to help you identify and overcome your limitations. You guys are going to love this. I sure did. So without further ado, here is Josh Coates. Hello, Josh Coates. Welcome to the six figure influencer podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Hello, Allie. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. So, you know, I'm, I've done your bio in the beginning of this, so people kind of know what you're all about. But 
I've never had anybody on the podcast before speaking directly about leadership. Hmm. And you, you've written a book on it. <laughs> you, you have a lot to say about leadership. So I'm thrilled that we're getting to sit down and talk today because so many of the women that I work with and the women that listen to this podcast, they are actively growing their own team. They aspire yeah. to grow their own team, whether in network marketing yeah. or their own business, or you know, they're just trying to be a good leader in their own life. Right. And what I've noticed is a lot of these women, um, before maybe they get their feet wet when it comes to leadership and they actually have a team, there comes this insecurity with yeah. who I to do that and yeah. who, who would want me to be their leader if I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. So that is why I'm so excited to chat with you today because I know that you have so many nuggets of wisdom and strategy that's going to help all of us step into the role of a leader mm -hmm. and overcome fear and, and then also lead teams to success. So thank you so much for taking yeah. the time. You're welcome. And I'm super, I'm super excited. You know, I went through John Maxwell's training program. Actually, I signed up six years ago today. It's my wow. six year anniversary. So I did, I went through John Maxwell, which of course is all about the leadership stuff, you know, and I was taught, by him, like, yo, don't wait until you got this stuff figured out, man. Go out there and just just go for it. Like, yes. you know, until you are officially certified, you can't use the word certified, but you can go out there and say, hey, I'm a leadership coach and a trainer and I want to talk to you. And so I was just one of those crazy people, you know, like if you're in network marketing, I'm probably the person you are spending all day and night praying for because John Maxwell said go. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. I didn't know any different, right? I just thought yeah. like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like I played sports all my life. If the coach says run, you run, right? So I just went after it and it's really, really, really cool because because of that, I was able to learn very, very fast and finding network marketers online is what I built my business doing because they were the most open to receiving advice and help and accountability was really a big thing for them. And I was able to find out like real quick, like how few people are actually reading John Maxwell's books for self-evaluation and how many people are instead reading them almost as like self-criticism. Mm. And so leadership, and that's the reason I wrote a book called F Leadership is because everyone's taking this word and taking it out of context, it, context and turning it into something it's not. And so like, I love talking about leadership just because I feel like people listening to this are going to be like, oh, dang, I've never even thought of that before because yeah. you took it and went way in the wrong direction with it because of what you said, insecurities, right? Uh -huh. yeah. We take the word. I was just taught leadership is just go out there and do something like that was it. Like never in my head was I like, I don't know if I'm qualified to help people. J Max just said, go help people. So I was like, okay, like, let's go do that. And, and, and so anyways, I'll shut up now and let you ask questions. I, no. I do get really excited though. No, I love that. And it's so true. Like that is the type of person that people dream of on their yeah. team. Right. And, and that's somebody that I would consider like my ideal client would be a woman like you. No offense. Yeah. Man, but I, I work with no women. offense. It's all um, good. Yeah. And but people that take action and yep. And I'm totally somebody who I, I go back and forth. I have my moments of action on my moments where I definitely get caught up in that fear and that insecurity and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that that truly is one of the best ways to be mm -hmm. is somebody who just takes action anyway, because you learn by failure, you learn by doing yep. and by action. And that's where the clarity comes from. But let's back up a minute because yeah. Yeah. I'm really intrigued on what your background is. Cause I know that you're not in network marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you just kind of like, how did you even get in this space? Like, tell me about yeah. you because uh -huh. I think it's fast. I've read, I've, I know I've read the bio, but I think it's mm -hmm. fascinating and I want people to hear too. So, yeah, I mean, um, I was, well, I was, I'll, I'll back you up like one step further. I yeah. was playing in rock bands and detailing cars full time. And I finally just got to the point where I was like, music isn't 
if it does take me somewhere, it's going to take me far away from my family. It's going to require more and more sacrifices for them before it ever really pays off for them. And I had my youngest son had a heart condition and went through several open heart surgeries. And I was just like, I just got to, I just got to stop hitting the road. Like I need to find a way to like find something I'm passionate about that actually makes money. Right. And so I hated detailing cars. I hated it so bad. There was no way I was going to do that forever. So I just started downloading podcasts, um, fell in love with personal growth. I was just like, I don't even know what this, like, I don't even know how to explain what this is doing to me right now. Right. It was like a spiritual experience. And as someone, as someone who grew up very religious, I had had many spiritual experiences, but this was like a different kind. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I don't know what this is, but like, if I could get every human on the planet to feel what I feel right now, the world would be a better place. Hmm. And it was, you know, a little bit later that I came across John Maxwell on a podcast that I was listening to. And then freaking internet had some ad for the John Maxwell team. And I was like, I think I want to do this thing. Like, I don't even know what that means at this point. Right? Like, the only exposure I have is listening to podcasts. I didn't know there were people traveling around the country, putting on events and speaking on po- like I, all I knew was apparently there's some people who like read books and then talk about it like on podcasts. Like that's it. Right. Yeah. So I joined the John Maxwell team, spent my entire first year trying to build. So, so technically I am a certified life coach. Okay who also does leadership training and like motivational speaking because all of those things fall under his wheelhouse, right? Got it. Um, but I was really more trying to build my business as a life coach because to me, it seemed like something that was a little bit easier to build an actual clientele around. Mm-hmm. Um, when I thought about motivational speaking, which is what almost everyone in my industry wants to do, like everyone wants to be on stage because they're like, man, that probably makes a lot of money, right? But for me, I was like, you know what? I did the whole band scene for years and I get it. Sometimes there's a gig, sometimes there's not. Sometimes it makes money. 90% of the times it's not what you were hoping it would be, right? I was like, I'm looking for stability. So like, let's do this life coaching thing. And so I spent my whole first year driving all over Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where I live, Mm. um, trying to have coffee with people, trying to have dinner with people, breakfast with people. And, and essentially giving people like free sessions mm-hmm. and then hoping that they would want to join. And, and I just found like, okay, no one wants me to be their life coach because they all know I'm the guy who plays in bands on weekends and details cars for a living. Uh, like, like I tried to clean up real nice after yeah. detailing cars all day. I literally kept a sweat rag in the back of my Honda Civic and a backpack with like a pair of jeans and dress shoes to change into like, a, but I mean, I'm detailing cars in like a hundred degree weather. Right. Like I'm a mess. Right. Yeah. And, and so I was like, you know, year two, I was like, what if I go on social media? Because I did used to do a lot of social media promoting for my band. And because of that, I naturally was posting on social media about all the stuff I was doing. I was like, you know, on social media, nobody even knows that I detail cars because I don't talk about that, right? All they know is for at least the last year, even if no one showed up at those meetings I was putting on, I didn't say that, right? Like all they know is this is essentially what Josh does. So I went to social media and started reaching out to people from like previous towns and cities that I'd lived in, started asking them if they would be interested And I started seeing that people were interested in talking to a life coach. And as I started lining up calls, I was like, man, every single person that has shown interest and actually got on a call with me and actually become a client is in this network marketing thing. Mm. I don't even know what this network marketing thing is, but apparently these people are open to wanting to grow. They want help. They need accountability, which is a huge part of life coaching. It's the, it's the ongoing sessions to check in to make sure you're doing what you said you would do, right? And that was like the number one thing people wanted was that accountability. So I start doing this. And, and the cool thing with network marketers is they're also very giving people. So if they think you're wonderful, they want everyone to know about you. They want everyone on their team to work with you. And before I knew it, I kind of had this like unintentional business plan, which was get a new client, 
speak on their team call for free mm -hmm. and offer my services to line up more consultations. And then my one-on-one -on -one schedule got so full that um, I had to launch a training group which I didn't even know was a thing. Again, like I wasn't following Amy Porterfield back then. I didn't know about any of this stuff, right? I was just yeah. like, well, I don't know. We're going to do this group and I'm going to speak for you once a week. And I'm going to, I called it four weeks to clarity and focus because I realized on call after call after call, network marketer told me, I just don't really know what to do each day. I'm doing this and then this and then this and then this. And so I came up, I mean, just session after session was spent just helping people like come up with a daily game plan. Like that was it. Right. And, yeah. and as a life coach, I don't need to know anything about your industry to help you because I'm just asking you questions to help you become intentional about what you already know. Yes. But you do that call after call after call after call. And all of a sudden you start learning network marketing. Mm -hmm. And so then I was able to start teaching on things uh, and, and again, it was like, I asked you, Hey, what is it you're needing to do? And someone in one call might say, I need to recruit more reps. And, and again, I'm just asking questions. Okay. Well, what do you need to do to do that? And they're saying, well, I guess I need to post about it more often. I guess I need to actually ask people if they want to join my team. Okay. Well, what's that look like? How, how many times a week are we going to make a post about the recruiting opportunity? Well, I don't know, maybe two times a week. Okay, well, let's write that down two times a week. Now, they as far as- They know what they need to do. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows because your company has had so many different training calls. Mm -hmm. But what I've really found, Allie, is that I think natural entrepreneurs, and I do consider myself a natural, I've, I've, I've started 30 different businesses that wow. I just didn't follow through on. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I was like the, let's try this. I don't know, let's- the John Maxwell team was the first thing I was like, no, I'm not quitting this. We're like doing it. But, but that's just in me to like, like, let's go do something. Let's go solve a problem. Right. And I think that natural entrepreneurs have a way of collecting data and kind of naturally turning it into systems. Yep. And what I found is that 90% of network marketers don't have that natural ability. So it's almost like, training call this, training call that, training call this, training call that. And instead of it flowing into like a natural system, it's like, okay, I'm going to try that. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to do that. Okay, I'm going to go try. And, and they get schizophrenic about the different things that they're trying. It never evolves into a system. And they get overwhelmed and yeah. it leads to burnout or you know, too much overwhelm that it leads to inaction. Yep. And then it yep. just like this vicious cycle. They beat them yeah. up. Exactly. Exactly. So essentially I've built a multi-million dollar business just taking the answers that other people gave me and then turning it into a training system of, Hey, if you want to recruit reps, this is what you need to do. Post about it two times a week, invite five people a day. And in reality, it was just what I heard person after person after person telling me they knew they needed to do. And if you do that often enough, you start hearing common answers over and over and over and over. And before you know it, I mean, like, I feel like if I wanted to, I'm not going to because I feel like it would be a conflict of interest. I could go start a network marketing business and I know a hundred times more about network marketing than most of my clients because I've spent more time listening, learning, and turning it into something that's actionable as opposed to listening, learning, writing it down in 30 pages of my journal, and then getting on another call. Hmm. Yep. So that's how I got into network marketing. And from there, it just grew. And I helped a couple people. Um, you know, I helped one girl go top 10 in her company. So then everyone in her company wanted to work with me. Hmm. And I was, pretty, I was pretty smart about intentionally reaching out to top leaders in companies, mm -hmm. connecting with them for the sake of one-on-one, -on -one, and then speaking on calls and stuff and trainings for free, which um, eventually kind of made me like a household name in a couple of the companies, not all the companies, there's a lot of companies, but a couple of the companies that I work with, I kind of became a household name because I was intentional about working with all of the top people in the company, which it. makes everyone under them want to work with you. And so because of training, I don't want to call it say lower level, but training struggling people in my groups, I learned all of the things that the commonalities of what they're going through. Mm -hmm. But then from mentoring the top people in the company, 
I started hearing all these leadership problems like, yeah. oh, I can't get my team motivated. Oh, I can't get. And it's just, you know, I, I look back to four years ago and I think, you know, some of the things I was helping, I, I'm sure I did a really good job because as long as you're asking questions, you can't go wrong. But some of the things that I was teaching, I look back and I'm like, man, five, so six years on the John Maxwell team, but five years working with network marketers, I feel like I've spent so much time in the trenches now that like, I hear what someone is struggling with and it's like, I have an automatic answer. Like I've spent enough time going through the process now. You know what I mean? That it's like the second you tell me what it is, it's almost like I can identify the root to like, I mean like just so fast. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, and leadership is just one of those things. Like, like I said, like everybody's screwing it up. It's, it's fascinating. It really is. And, and also it, it you and I, we have similar backgrounds, actually, how we both fell into network marketing. Mm -hmm. That's that's basically how it happened for me, too, where I started this business. My, my goal was just to help women show up online who mm -hmm. want, who had businesses. So, so yeah, yeah. who had businesses show up effectively right. with their social media and online. And I, too, had the best traction with these network marketers because mm -hmm. they were hungry and they wanted to yeah. learn. And most of them were coachable right. and asked great questions. And, you know, and then of course I totally agree with you. They're, they're amazing when it comes to sharing yeah. who they're learning from and all of that. And part of that is I've, I've gotten to work with leaders at different levels. Mm -hmm. And yes, right. they all, like, I feel like if you were to ask them all what a leader is, you would get a different answer and mm -hmm. you know what they were struggling with and X, Y, Z. So how did you, is that by working with these higher level, by mentoring the higher mm -hmm. level network marketers, is that what inspired you to write the book? How did that come about? So, you know, the book I think came from actually probably more than anything working with the mid-level people in small groups. Mm -hmm. So, so kind of my business structure is work with top level people at a one-on-one -on -one because you know, it's pretty expensive. Those are people you can afford it. I run small groups for mid-level people. Mm -hmm. And then I run these larger kind of subscription groups for just anyone, right? That's a, a lower ticket. And these mid-level groups is really where I saw the struggle of leadership. Mm -hmm. um, this is because, because, you know, at, a, at most people that are, for instance, if you're just trying to hit the company minimum, which in a lot of companies is like three sales per month or something like that, right? You're not quite as worried about leadership yet. You're just trying to figure out like, where do I find people to talk to? You, you, know, you have a whole different set of questions, right? Mm -hmm. um, the higher people obviously have leadership questions and, and, and they need help developing some systems, but it's not that they struggle with leadership as much as they just need someone to help them sit down and take the million things in their brain and like dump it and, and, and organize it. It's not yeah. that they don't know what to do. It's just they have too many things to do. Yeah. They need help putting that together. But the mid-level people, these are the people that are crushing the sales and recruiting people, but they can't figure out how in the world to like get these people to actually put in action so that they can rank advance. Mm. Because like you can only rank advance so far performing yourself, right? And they're like, I don't get it. Like, I know I belong at the level of the girl up here, like I show up the way she does. I do, you know, the things she does. Shoot, I even got on her call and duplicated the things she said to do. But like my team, just like sitting around doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I started having to coach those people through different things. And as a result, that kind of inspired the book. Along with, of course, you know, some of the lower level people that start asking questions about leadership that I'm like, you're not even ready to talk about leadership yet. Like mm -hmm. you don't, you don't even show up for yourself. Like why in the world would we have a conversation about leadership? And that's kind of like the, so, so the book is like four sections and the first section is like self leadership. And then it goes into the, the motivating and mentoring and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of like double inspired by people who didn't understand self leadership enough yet to really have the right to ask the question. Right. Yeah. And then, and then people who have led themselves, but now they're just like, I'm the only one working. Like, where do I, where do I go from here? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So can we start with the self? Yeah. I think yeah. That, that would be a great place mm -hmm. to start because 
What I've noticed, I'm, I'm working with a lot of these beginner level, mm-hmm. mid-level leaders, a lot of them. I, I work with a few higher level, mm-hmm. but that's what I realized the most is they aspire to have these teams. They have it in them. They know yeah. that they know it's possible, but I don't mm-hmm. even think they have the belief in themselves enough yeah. to, first of all, attract the type of team and the, the team members that are going to get them to that level and that are like them, that have the drive and the work totally. ethic. But then to also lead that team to victory. Right. So what do you, and it's a conversation I have all the time, like you have to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm really big, and I, I don't know if you agree with this, I think in order to attract the type of business that you want and the type of team members and whatever it is that you're going with, you have to show up as that person first. Yeah. In order, right? Like in order to attract in a team member who has a good work ethic and who shows up Mm -hmm. and who wants to learn and who's hungry, you have to be all those things too. Yep. And a lot of these people don't even give themselves to, to lead themselves to that level and then show up in that way long enough to attract in. So Let's talk about that. What advice would you give? Like what, what kind of work does it take to become that leader to attract in? Does that yeah, matter? well, no, it totally does. It totally does. So, I mean, I think first of all, you have to ask yourself, like, what are my personal growth goals? Because I do believe that your personal growth is the root of all success that you have. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it is, it's one of those things that every company talks about. You know what I mean? Like every company's like, do personal growth, do personal growth, do personal growth, right? But I feel like it's the last thing people buy into. Yeah. I feel like people are like, no, 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 no. Teach me how to get more likes on my IG post. Like which filter package do I need? Which <laughs> hashtags do I use? Like, oh my God, is anybody seeing that all of the hashtags are just filled with us? Like, I don't know where to, apparently we're overpopulated. Like, <laughs> it's like there's so much trying to figure out the business strategy. Mm-hmm. That's why they're stuck. Because mm-hmm. if I could get you to just fall so in love with yourself and your own growth and your own transformation, it would change your freaking life. And everyone in the world would want to be a part of what you do because people don't buy products. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares what you're selling. Like, don't get me wrong. I know you all have wonderful products. Okay. Nobody cares. Right. The only thing people want to know, John Maxwell says leaders are dealers in hope. The only thing people want in life is hope that there is something better for their life, mm-hmm. right? So if you're not transforming, why, like, what hope are you giving people? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, maybe you did figure out a way to grow your engagement. Good for you. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I'm all about like growing engagement. I'm all about that as long as it's not the root of what you think success looks like, right? So it's like you have to say, I'm going to wake up every single day and I'm going to be the best version of myself. The next book that I'm working on is called The Best Version of Me Will Figure It Out. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of like this business strategy that I have that if I'm constantly growing, mm-hmm. I'm constantly in a position to see what the next step is because the worst version of myself, I found this out a couple different times in my business, like the worst version of me just doesn't have a chance. Right. Oh, absolutely. Just doesn't even, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like for a minute, you got you to gotta, you gotta give yourself a season to say, okay, I'm going to do what people tell me to do and I'm going to work towards making sales. But kind of like my number one goal is just to become a badass. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going to focus on becoming as healthy and happy and amazing and confident as I can possibly be. And that probably means I need to spend more time doing personal development and affirmations than I do trying to figure out Facebook or Instagram strategies. Ooh, this is interesting. And, and, and that's just, you know, my, my, so my first year in business to give everyone in the world hope, I made two sales total for like $500. That was it. That's all I made my whole first year, but I was doing, and I know everyone can't do this, but because I detailed cars and I could have headphones on all day, I was legit listening to six to eight hours of personal development a day. 
And so in year two, when I finally made a couple of the connections, Mm -hmm. I'm talking here I am as a guy who had at the time like four or five one-on-one clients, no testimonials, no resume whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I start convincing top leaders in the company to work with me one-on-one. I had one client who made almost $300,000 a year who hired me as her coach while I was still detailing cars full time. Wow. Because I had worked so hard on myself that in about a year and a half of personal growth, I had become someone that this girl that had built a business for six years making $300,000 a year felt she could trust and she could get something from. Huge. And, and you know, I'm literally had an appointment with her, my consultation, I got done detailing cars and I like tried to race home so that I could get somewhere and get set up to have the call. And I couldn't make it home in time. So I pulled over to Starbucks. Thankfully it was a phone call, not a zoom. And I'm literally sitting out in the parking lot in 110 degrees taking this consultation. And it's so hot. My phone overheats and dies. (laughs) (laughs) Allie, Allie knows all about it. She already knows on day one, I have like a tech curse, like (laughs) literally got on to do the podcast today and my, my computer auto updated. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So my phone overheats. I have to get in the car, start it up, turn on the AC and like fan off my phone and like call her back and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, my phone died or you know, I had to like, I had so many calls today that (laughs) (laughs) exactly, exactly. And, and, and she signed on with me because she could tell, like I spoke with confidence and, and I wasn't shying away. I wasn't backing off. I felt confident I could help this girl change her business. Whether I had actually done that before or not didn't even matter to me. Right. And it's, it is, it's like this unspoken, it's just the energy of it. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, and, and I, I teach a lot of strategy, but I appreciate so much of what you're saying here that you can have the best strategy in the world. And I've said this myself, you can have the best strategy in the world. Your mindset is crap. Yeah, And if you don't have the inner self-worth and belief in yourself mm-hmm. and what you're doing, you could say the right things all day long and you Correct. might be able to fool some people, but right. it's going to come across. So right. I respect that so much. And that's such a cool testimony and story. So good for you. Thank um, you. That's, that's an awesome story of how you kind of took off. So for people that know that they need to do this and need to do more of the personal development, do you have any suggestions of where they could get started? Like let's say Mm -hmm. somebody, they just, they need to listen to more podcasts or some Mm -hmm. more books. What are like three things that you recommend or more um, if they can find where people can get started in building this belief in themselves? So a couple of things that I'm going to say is number one, you have to, Read or listen. I don't care which way you do it. If you're on the go, just listen, right? Right. Um, But you have to do books. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is I'm really big into health and fitness. Like back before I started helping network marketers, I started doing P90X and I did like eight rounds of P90X. And I I love taking care of my body because I I feel like it's it's a part of the personal growth, right? Like Mm -hmm. I need to be in alignment in all areas of my life. And so I kind of I kind of relate reading a book to similar to finishing a workout program. So like mm-hmm. some people will like go to the gym randomly and sporadically, but there's not really like a specific program they're following. And there's something about committing to a specific program, whether it's CrossFit and I'm going to go for 60 days or whether it's, you know, some type of a Jillian Michaels program or, or, or whatever it is, right? Like it's, it's a program. It starts here. It follows this structure. Mm-hmm. There's something about committing to that that has not just an outward transformation, but an inward transformation because you had to follow system and steps that you didn't like, like, this morning I did leg day and like literally I was, I was five minutes late for a call earlier today because I was in the bathroom. I almost passed out and that's not anything I'm encouraging. I didn't drink enough water yesterday and I did leg day and I, and, and I was, I, I thought I was going to throw up. And, and, and part of that, again, I'm not encouraging that. I need to drink more water is I what that is. You are. This yeah, is absolutely. 
<laughs> but but the thing is, it's like I hate leg day with a passion. I literally do. Like I have the tiniest little legs, and if I do leg day, I can't walk for like six days. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with life when you can't walk for six days? I mean, I realize I'm just walking to a chair to sit down and talk on my computer, but it's still frustrating, right? If my arms, it's like, I can go without my biceps for a day. I'll just use my triceps or shoulders, right? Like I hate leg day so yeah. much, but a program forces me to do the things I don't really like. Right. So here's the thing about reading a book is, is, is I love podcasts and I encourage podcasts, but I think that the problem some people have is they like to sporadically listen to different episodes of different things. And there's never a process of learning or growth. It's just lots of fun tips. And, and so, and, and a lot of times they're conflicting tips. Depending yeah, correct. And it. it's tough, right? And yeah. yeah. So it's like, what I recommend is find a book that addresses something you're currently struggling with. You spend 15 chapters, chapter after chapter after chapter. I personally believe it takes a good 15 chapters to really rewire the way you think. You're not going to rewire the way you think with one podcast episode. You need to like go through a whole book. My first year I read um, Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn by John Maxwell. And up until that book, I had the biggest problem. I told you that I'd started like 30 businesses and quit them all. Part of that was because of my fear of failure. I was just scared to death of failing. And I read that book and it literally set me free. I was just like, oh my God, there's, there's no such thing as failing. I just learned a cool lesson. Yeah. And, 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 and so that first year in my business, I, my only goal I had was to fail as many times as humanly possible so I could learn the lessons I needed to learn to grow. Because I was like, I know I suck. Like, I know I'm like, don't know what I'm doing. So if I have to fail to learn, man, I better get to it. Like, I need to fail a lot. And, and, and you know, I crushed that goal, by the way, because I failed so much. So, so one, like, get a book, okay? Yeah. The second thing is affirmations are one of the most powerful things you can ever do. Because you need to hear your own voice say the things that you believe, that you want to believe about you. Um, I think that, I mean, affirmations, my dad made me do them as a kid. I didn't know what they were called back then. But like one of the reasons I have confidence to this day is because we had like three pages of scriptures out of the Bible that all dealt with confidence and success and God's on my side. You can't do three pages of that and not like, get it in you. Right? Yeah. So to this day, I have most of those scriptures memorized. And to this day, I use affirmations. Some of them are scripture based, some of them not, but they're basically ways that I set the tone for what my focus is going to be today. I, I believe that you will find what you seek. It's one of the greatest universal principles. So I need to tell myself first thing every day, what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to find a lot of really bad stuff in this life because True. there's plenty of stuff to find, right? But you, I kind of call affirmations like spiritual power lifting. Mm. I think that if you're going to exercise for your body, for me, affirmations is like the exercise. It's, it's literally lifting weights for your spirit. It makes, you know, it like pumps blood to your whole freaking body. You feel like your muscles are all swollen and you're just like ready to dominate your day, right? Yeah. Um, so those are my two favorite things. The third thing I would say is you got to get around humans. Like you got to get around some people that are growing and I get it. Like the whole homebody thing is like really trendy right now. Yeah. Get on zoom though and surround yourself with growing people because I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest misconceptions in network marketing is that your team page is somehow community. Mm. I think that's BS because let's be real. A team page with, let's say even a really large upline, okay? Some of the girls I've worked with, they got a team page of like 10,000 people. I know. And you'd think, man, there's, I mean, this is, this is going to be a powerful community. But even with 10,000 people, there is probably 40 to 50 people that are actually engaged and involved in growing a business. Mm -hmm. And there are, you know, however many thousands that are off in other directions or 
just yeah. don't do anything or have quit. And so I honestly think that sometimes team pages are really draining. And and I'm not saying to unplug. I'm not saying to leave your upline hanging. But what I'm saying is don't depend on that for your growth. You need to go find a group like what Ali is running. You need to go find a community where everyone in there is invested with some money mm-hmm. and they're showing up to actually grow because that's where real growth happens. Get people on a common goal, a common mission, doing similar things, similar strategies, mm-hmm. and you'll find people that really do sharpen each other. So good. I love those are great tips. So book affirmations mm-hmm. community. And I'm totally guilty of the community thing. I mean, I'm I'm on Zoom constantly and I have my own group. Yeah. Is it's so right. easy to fall into the trap of the solopreneur life and yeah. um just kind of like straining yourself on this island and yep getting very comfortable there. And I agree, totally. like, get yourself in front of other people and make it something we're not just speaking at a team, but it yeah. is a conversation. So yeah. do you recommend, so let's say there's a woman out there, you know, she might have 10 people on her team. She might mm-hmm. have 50 to a hundred or even more. Yeah. How do you recommend for her to run some sort of group mm-hmm. to where she can have everybody in one place, but they are being coached and they are having some sort of community element. If that's the only way that they can meet. So you, you mean as far as creating the community for her downline? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so I think that first of all, you need to run some type of a team challenge mm-hmm. um, that I talk about in the motivate section of my book. Some type of a team challenge that gets everybody kind of rallied working toward a goal, whether it be the company minimum, whether it be recruiting people this month, whatever it is, get people engaged in something um, that has a specific focus. Mm-hmm. and has a specific goal and has some type of recognition and some type of rewards. That's how we get kind of like the lower motivated people like up doing something. I talk in my book about the, I, I call it the football stadium analogy. Um, we like to call them our team and our team page or our tribe or whatever it is. But in reality, like most people that join your team, this is another huge leadership mistake is to think that just because they signed on as a rep Mm -hmm. that they are now on your team Mm. they're not on your team and you can call it that and that's fine like good words right good words but your team I, i i think about sports like i played sports my whole life i still love to watch sports the team are the people who wake up early in the morning to hit the gym and practice together and sweat and bleed and suffer together so they can show up for the game ready right what most people have is people that are just fans. They're just like in the stadium cheering it on. They'll show up when it's convenient, right? They'll, they'll show up when there's an event. Mm-hmm. Even on a Zoom call, people are so tricked by, oh, they show up on every single team call. I don't really care. I, I, I could care less if they show up on the team call. Are they putting in the work? Lots of fans like to show up and watch, say, like the Saturday scrimmage. Fans do that all the time. Like as long as there's like some nachos and some beer, you will have fans there anytime there's action going on, right? But they're just there to experience the wins, not necessarily to do the work it actually takes. Oh, that's so interesting. So you got to ask yourself like who is in my stadium and like who is actually on the sideline with me? Mm-hmm. And, and so team challenges are something to kind of try to rally the stands to get involved to do something towards some type of a goal, whether it's making a sale, two sales, the company minimum, recruiting someone. You're just, you know, like if you go to a football game, like you got to do the wave, you got to shoot t-shirts into the stand. You have to do something to keep those people engaged or they're out of here. Like they're only there for the show. So if the show ain't going on, they're gone, right? What do you recommend to do about those? Because I know a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, this is something that every every leader deals with. Yeah. What do you recommend? How do they handle the fans in their on their team? So you have to draw boundaries. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have to draw boundaries. I, and, and so, so the four M's. I'll give you a quick rundown: is model, motivate, mentor, multiply, and that's what I talk about in my book. So, model that's self leadership, like. I got to show up today the way I would want 
my homegirl to show up. Yes. Like I got to do all the stuff I told everybody else to do and I got to do it on the highest level I'm capable of doing it. So I need to push my sales higher, my recruits higher, my energy higher, all of the things I can control, I need to make sure are a 10 out of 10. I can't control everybody else, right? But everything I can control, I better be showing up a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. So then motivate and mentor are these two words that everybody gets confused. And, and this is where I use the stadium analogy, okay? Mm -hmm. So the people in the stands, we're just trying to motivate them. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I always say you got to do that with like no strings attached. Mm -hmm. Too many people go live in their team page and they're like, oh my God, oh, I can see has 70 views and only two likes and uh -huh. one comment. I'm going to go see who those other 68 people were that viewed this thing because I'm going to be pissed at them, right? Like I'm not going to actually say anything to them because I'm also a very big people pleaser because that's what we <laughs> all are, right? Like if you're, in the, if you're in the people business, we're all people pleasers, right? So I'm not going to say anything to them, but I'm going to be really pissed at them, right? And it's like, why is it that people on social media – get all of your love and all of your energy and all of your attention, whether they engage or not. Mm. Like Instagram, we're like, hey girl, love you boo. Oh my God, you want this free recipe plan? And then on our team page, we're like, you didn't watch my video. You didn't do this. You didn't do, and it's like, yo, the girls in your stadium, if, if you can understand this boundary, okay? The girls in your stadium are the best customers you have stop seeing them as the worst teammates you have mm. it's such wow, it's such a mental such a transition but it's like you're like well she told me she wanted to work she told me she wanted to do this she told me she it's like i don't i don't really care what she told you she's a human mm -hmm. and she's a flake and people don't always do what they say That's like sick. i could if, if if i'm sitting at I live in Oklahoma. So let's say I go to a Oklahoma university. I know you got your Tennessee sweatshirt on. <laughs> let's let, but let's say, let's say I go to, let's, let's say I go to OU game and I'm sitting in the stands and they come up and they're like, Hey dude, we heard you used to play in high school. You want to throw a Jersey on and go out and play? I would be like, absolutely. I do. I know I'm about to break 20 bones in my body, but I don't care. This is like a yeah. dream come true. I will go. Right. But if they came to me and said, Hey, do you want to practice with us for the next six months, every single day, four mm. hours a day, plus watch film, not really see your family at all for a chance to possibly get in on one of the games next season? I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Mm. Like, thanks for the offer. I'm so flattered right now, but no. They right? want the dream. They don't want to put in the work. Right. And so we have to understand we're essentially when we say, hey, who wants to rank advance? Hey, who wants to build the life of their dreams? Hey, who wants to go on the next company trip? Who would say no to that? Right. Like you'd be an idiot to say no to that, right? And, and that's, you know, people following you that are saying no. They're stupid. We know that, right? But like you got to like actually do a better job of like kind of judging people based on what their action and commitment level is, not on what they say they want or don't want. Because mm -hmm. Take a poll of who wants a million dollars and everyone says yes. There'll be one random guy that's like, nah, I hate money. It's stupid. Everyone else is like, yes, yes, I want a million, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you got to do a better job. And this is where the team challenges come into play. Run team challenges. Find out which girls actually show up for those and actually put in the work and actually hit the kind of goals that you set. Then reach out to those girls and say, yo, I'm doing this mentorship thing where you can get extra access to me. We'll do some weekly group calls together. We'll brainstorm together. We'll hold you accountable. Basically, I see that you're already running and I just want to find out, do you want to get there faster? Mm. And then those are the girls. That's your team right? So you pull them in and you spend your time with those people and you start helping those people grow. But it's like in network marketing, we do the opposite. We go, well, this girl's doing pretty good. So I'm just going to like let her do her thing. But these girls, they're struggling. Oh my God, they you need me. all your time there. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. And that's the 80-20 rule. 80-20 um, rule says 20% of your people give you 80% of your results. And, and John Maxwell taught me this very special principle about really about time and energy and production. He said, when you find the thing 
that gives you 80% of your results, stop only spending 20% of your time there and spend 80% of your time there. And you will literally quadruple your results with that one tweak, not more time. Just, it's just that you're shifting your energy. Like, okay, I'm going to spend 80% of my time with my top leaders. That's mentorship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend 20% of my time with the stadium. And that is a motivational challenge that is a little bit more automated. Like, Hey, we're going to have a daily post, like kind of a check-in. We're going to have some type of weekly recognition. It still does a lot, but with very little time because you're not sitting around having one-on-one sessions with those girls and answering the same question 75 million times. Absolutely. And you have to have some sort of system for that too. So this is fascinating. Honestly, I'm, I'm like, I love this so much. So for the, the, Women who haven't earned the one-on-one time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you suggest that as the leader of this group, you say, hey, if you want, like, let's say, let's say there's a quote fan who wants one-on-one time with you, but you've set these boundaries. Mm -hmm. You tell her, hey, you have to at least get to this level before you can hop on the team Zoom call. So, I mean... So I'm just going to tell you what I personally do because I do run my trainings a little bit like what I tell people to Mm -hmm. run their MLM team like. So I run, you know, the push mastermind. It's got like 350 people in it and Mm -hmm. they don't get any one-on-one time with me, but I have a question thread. It's a weekly question thread. They can go anytime they have a question, drop a question in there. And then on the live call Monday, I answer their questions. Mm -hmm. So if someone is like, hey, I have this question, I'm like, okay, great. Go put it in the message thread so that I can answer it Monday live so that everyone can hear the answer. And I make it sound like I'm doing them a favor, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because if I answer it for you privately, individually, I just wasted my own time and energy because it could have been used to answer the question for everybody in the group. And then guess what? Other people don't have to waste my time asking that question next week or the week after. And anytime after that, someone says, Hey, what do I do about blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know what? I actually answered that question on the January 27th call. Why don't you go ahead and check out the recording? Man, I gave a great answer. I had the live energy going. There's no way I can duplicate that. Just go check that out. It's going to be awesome. Love it. That simple. That simple, you know, and and the thing is, the thing is no one even knows that you offer one-on-one calls unless you're silly enough to have a link for it in your team page where everyone just get rid of that. Like just stop advertising that at all for the mentorship group is kind of like an invite only thing. And you can still talk about it on like, say the team calls and team page. In fact, I want you to breadcrumb it kind of like you breadcrumb the recruiting. I want you to be like, yeah, homies over in my mentorship group are just tearing it up. And then people are like, wait, what's this mentorship group? How do I do that? Well, these girls were hitting these kind of numbers, recruiting these kind of people. Mm-hmm. If you show that you can hang with these girls, I'm going to put you over there. And that, and that actually creates this FOMO of people going, wait a second. Right. I want to have those extra calls with head. you, right? I mean, right. we know this from our industry, Allie, and I, and I feel like network marketers still struggle with this. We've been taught in our industry, people pay for access. Yes. And so what you have to do is I try to teach my network marketers, you got to treat your business more like mine. Mm-hmm. I know people don't pay with money. But that's how we judge their actions is how much they're paying for our services. Mm -hmm. So if you want a higher level access, you got to pay a higher price. Because if I spend all of my time with people who don't show up, again, you don't make any money because you only make money when your volume increases, when when you rank advance. And, And so if you're spending time with people who give you zero ROI, I mean, I straight up tell people, you literally stole money and time and energy from your family today Wow! because you made a really stupid investment. Mm-hmm. That, that is the equivalent of me going on the stock market right now, finding a company that is struggling and barely hanging on by a thread and sending them $1,000. That's, that's, I would never do that. Never in my life would I ever right. do that. That's just a bad investment. And I think, again, we're people pleasers. Yep. Um, I also think that we all, if you're a people pleaser, sometimes also think you're a savior. 
Mm-hmm. I think we all really like to put our crown of thorns on and pretend that we're taking one for the team and that we're saving everybody and we just care about people and we just love people so much. Mm-hmm. And the thing with that is you're saying to your team, I value this investment more than I value my family. Yep. Cause I'm, I'm literally taking a business that I told my family, this is for you. Mm-hmm. I'm making extra money. I'm putting in this work. I'm putting it. And then instead of actually building a business, you're building a charity mm. and you lied. You just straight up lie. Now, if you want to build a charity, like that's cool. I love charity. I think yeah. it's wonderful. But, but get I, clear on that. <laughs> but yeah, but be honest about what that is. If you're going to build a business, you got to be business minded and you got to stop. Like I grew up in church, volunteering, serving and helping. And it's, it's a wonderful place, mm-hmm. but you got to stop like treating your business and your downline like a church service where we're there to help and serve everybody and make sure everyone's happy. This ain't church. Yeah. Like, and you're not doing them any favors either because again, by example, if you show them you're focusing on what's not growing, yep. it's going to help your business and they're going to turn around and do the exact same thing. So I think it's exactly. modeling what's yep. working, that's working, model it, teach them, have them rise to that occasion and meet you mm-hmm. where you know that they can be and where right. they truly want to be. This is I'm so fascinated, Josh. I I love this so much. Y'all, you have to get this book because you you dive into all of this is broken down and so much more. How do people get a hold of this book? Yeah, so right now I'm doing this really awesome promo. You can literally go to my website, which is joshcoats.com. The last name is C-O-A-T-S. There's no E in my last name. It's joshcoats.com. <laughs> and there's a spot right there on the website um, to basically get my book for free as long as you pay for shipping. So um, as, as long as you're in the U.S., if you're not in the U.S., I apologize, but you can actually get it on Amazon for cheaper than what we can ship it to you. So yeah. if you're in the US, just go to my website. Um, you can fill out the form, pay $6.99 for shipping. We'll send you a copy. It takes a couple weeks for us to get it to you because we're not Amazon. Um, if you want one, if you want one super fast, you can go to Amazon, order it prime and have it at your door in two days anywhere in the world. That's what I did. And you guys, I've I've about midway through the book. It's an it's fascinating. It really, really is. If you have a team, if you aspire to have a team, even if you're not in network marketing, I mean, I'm reading this for my own self to help my people, but also I could see how this would work with, you know, as I grow and I hire on employees, just becoming that leader that I aspire to be for them as well. This is, I'm, I'm just, I'm really blown away with all of the nuggets that you've shared. Thank you so much, Josh. I know people are going to be just eating this up and looking for you and wanting more of you. So where can people find you? First of all, get the book. Y'all get yep. the book. <laughs> 99 I mean, are you kidding me? Pay it full price on Amazon. Get it immediately. Um, <laughs> but where can people find you? Yeah, so you can come hang out with me over on Instagram, which is joshcoats underscore push coach. I know we didn't talk a whole lot about the push coach thing. It was probably in my bio at the beginning. Joshcoats underscore push coach. Um, obviously I'm posting on there every day, sharing stories, uh, just built a new house. So I've been showing my house as we get it unpacked and, and arranged. Currently I have a, about as my office is arranged about as much as what the camera shows on a zoom call, but we're yeah, re- arranging stuff. Um, so, so that's exciting. I have, you know, a beautiful, beautiful girlfriend and, and, and four kids, um, my little girl is probably the most adorable thing you've ever seen. She's three. She has oh. big blonde curly hair and blue eyes. So if nothing else, come creep on me on Instagram just to check out my girlfriend and, 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 my, and my little girl. But yeah, j- just come hang with me on Instagram. I'm always sharing over there everything that's going on. And I have to ask, because I'm a mama, how yeah. is your son now? And his heart He's amazing. He's amazing. So he is now, he turned nine years old in December. Um, He had his third open heart surgery at two and a half. And since then hasn't had to have any major work done. So he's, he's actually my most active kid. He's just like running around, jumping off of things. The kid's fearless. Um, 
he really is awesome. And he is one of the sweetest hearted people Uh you'll ever meet. I love him to death. That's awesome. Josh, seriously. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for pouring in to me and my friends that listen to this. This has been awesome. And we'll have to have you back for a follow-up episode because I feel like we could talk about this all day long. <laughs> I'm, I'm down anytime, Allie. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.